0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, in fact, wherever or whenever you're listening to this episode of the NI Golf Channel podcast. Here we are back again, myself and herself, Emma, how are you?
1: I'm grand, thank you. How are you, PK?
0: I'm all right, thanks. So this is unfortunately oh, our final mm-hmm. episode of 2022, but we're going out in the high, I think. Where's the year going? Well, we are.
1: We are. We are going to reflect on Rory McIlroy's absolutely stellar 2022. So that's pretty good place to yeah. you know, end the year. <laughs> and there's um, more. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, we'll hear from our podcast regular and newly minted DP World Tour player, Tom McKibben.
1: And um, as 2022 comes to a close, we ask, are we entering the golden age of Irish golf?
0: Yeah, only the big yes, questions here. Say. Only the oh, big yeah. questions in the podcast. Right, so <laughs> anyway, before any of that, as we usually do a wee bit of a roundup, just in case you've missed anything, um, the LPGA Tour has announced that the 23 schedule uh, will play 33 official events with a record breaking total prize fund of $101.4 million. That's a lot of dough, but kind of still a long way b- below what some men are offering getting for three rounds of golf, but still nice to see them on the move and on the up.
1: Absolutely. It's nice, particularly the way the world is at the moment, that it's still going upwards as well. Um, A slight change in in tack while we send our condolences to the family of Spa GC professional, Gary Wardlow, who sadly passed away recently. Gary, who was 42, was working in the bro shop at Spa Golf Club, where he was head professional. And he was taken ill and sadly passed away in hospital a couple of days later. So our thoughts are with his family and friends.
0: Indeed, indeed. Uh, Roganstown's Sean Keeling is the Ulster Under-18 Boys Open champion. Um, he buried the final hole at Ballylifton to finish on three under par. One clear of Granges, Kian Murphy, in a tournament that was curtailed somewhat because I think the first round was played in a storm. But oh. the, yeah, it had, had been withdrawn.
1: All, oh, no.
0: <laughs> all hands back off that golf course.
1: And in other news, the Horizon Irish Open will fill a new spot on the DP World Tour schedule next season when it's contested from September the 7th to the 10th in 2023 at the K Club in County Kildare. And Meanwhile, Galgorm was recently named Northern Ireland's best golf hotel at the 2022 World Golf Awards in Abu Dhabi. The resort, situated just outside Ballymena in County Antrim, for those who don't know, collected the accolade for the second time after being crowned first in 2017. Tickets are on sale now we believe
0: yeah tickets are on for the irish open yes tickets are now on sale for the irish open um at the k clubs move from mount juliet um if people remember the signed is deal so it'll be alternate years if the irish open at the k club for about six years Um, the challenge tour will be every alternate year there so um nice week christmas present i thought emma yeah if you think if if you're thinking of getting me anything but anyway
1: We'll see. Maybe maybe, maybe Thursday and a practice
0: day if you're good. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood and Francesco Malnari have been named as playing captains for the Hero Cup. That's this new team match play contest that we talked about. Um, All the... Yeah, all aimed at boosting Europe's win bid to uh, regain the Ryder Cup. Um, Luke Donald will oversee the whole event. He's still Ryder Cup boss. Um, it's going to take mm-hmm. place in Abu Dhabi from January the 13th to the 15th. There's going to be 10-man teams competing, foursomes, four balls and singles. Everybody's going to get a wee run on it. And uh, Also, just today, um, Nicholas Colesarts, he's been named as the third vice captain for the Ryder Cup um, in Italy next September.
1: Now, podcast pal, as we shall call him, Tom McKibben, has earned himself a place on the DP World Tour via a superb season on the Challenge Tour. Ahead of his opening event of the 23 season, the Joe Open, Paul caught up with him for a wee chat.
0: Right, we've got Tom McKibben with us. Tom, congratulations. Well done on getting your tour card for 23-24 or 22-23. I can never be too sure. Is 22-23?
2: Yeah, I think that's I think that's it there. Yeah,
0: excellent. So, what is what have the celebrations been like for you? Not much, just just um,
2: much of the same. I just came home the day after and just sort of been doing the same things I'd normally do on a on a week off. Um, so not not too much celebrations. Just sort of just just kept doing what I normally do. Um, obviously, there's not much of a turnaround, so obviously um, just sort of keep practicing things like that.
0: So. Uh... Let's just talk about start of the season, and you're on the Challenge Tour, and you're you battering away there. Bites on your list of uh, ambitions for the year was earning your DP World Tour card.
2: Uh, obviously that was sort of the main sort of. I mean, when you're playing the Challenge Tour, you just sort of want to get get off it and get get the card. Um, so I'd say that was definitely a goal, but I wouldn't be a person that would sort of sit down and. Have have loads of goals or anything. I just feel like sometimes I can put a lot of pressure on yourself if you're not sort of ticking them off. So I would sort of just I'd sort of more go with the flow and whatever sort of happens. But definitely I do have goals and things like that. But just I would never say I want to like win or have so many wins or so many top tens or such. Cause I just find if if you're not sort of getting them from the start, it's very easy just to put so much pressure on yourself and um, sort of not
0: play great. So although you were keen to get off on the challenge tour, would you have been very disappointed had you not made it this year? If you know what I mean. Because you're still very young, still fighting your way. Um uh, would it really have been very annoying to you if you'd had to do another year on the challenge tour?
2: Um, probably not, no. Um sort of if I just had a solid year this year I would have still been happy enough. Um I'd say If you asked me that in the middle of the summer, and I didn't get it, I would have been very annoyed, um, because I was been I've been in pretty good spot, so I wasn't ranking since about July August time. So, um, it sort of changed as the year went on, but sort of really fair. I was trying my best to get off it, but if I'd just had a good year and kept the card or even finished top forty five, that would have been probably pretty good as well.
0: Yeah, you're talking about mid summer, where it really became apparent that you had a real, you know, you. And run a good results. You were playing very tightly. You were up there in the rankings. Um, did it change? How did you deal with that sort of change in pressure, Tom? How did it? How did you cope with? Right now, this is a real. You know, I can't. I can't shy away from this. This is a genuine uh, opportunity now for me to get out to get off the tour.
2: Um, that mean I didn't really feel much pressure at all. Um, sort of just. As I said earlier, I just kept doing the same sort of things. Um, I've been, I was just playing really, really solid. My game was sort of similar every week. Um, I was having some really nice sort of weekends. I would sort of make the cut, being like 30th. So I wasn't like really up there, sort of stressed out at the top of the leaderboard. Um, really, I just sort of snuck my way, my way up the leaderboard over the weekend. So I was never really in that sort of. Real pressure, sort of situation. So I was sort of always backdoor top ten on it, or coming top fifteen, just from like having a nice Saturday and Sunday. So I sort of my weekends sort of were always like I didn't really have anything to to lose. I was sort of just going for it, and that sort of
0: it sort of paid off. Yeah, that's it was the same. Obviously, with the final event there, so you had two rounds. You'd slip down a wee tiny bit, I think going into the weekend, maybe it got the eighteenth, nineteenth, and then really when you really needed it, you pulled out a a, a really good low one right at the end. No nope. what was this what was the sensation? Were you nervous? Did you were you concerned at any stage, oh God, I'm 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 gonna drop out of the top twenty?
2: No, not really. I sort of I sort of thought it even going into the week it would have been very, very unlucky to sort of drop outside the top twenty. And even when I did slip down, there was still a massive Gap between me and twenty first, so I didn't feel really much nerves at all or much pressure. I sort of knew I was playing quite nice, and the course suited me, suited me quite well. So I was quite comfortable just going out the last day, and just sort of I knew I'd just shot a decent round. There'd be there'd be no no issues
0: at all. And now I think you got a was it ten, tenth, tenth, tenth? Was where you finished? The end up wasn't it tenth or eleventh? Yeah, tenth, yeah. So that's a good category, that's a good category card and you can look forward to a lot of top events next year or next season, this year next season. So what is the early schedule looking like for you? Have you already pinpointed a couple of events for 2022s over?
2: Um. Yeah, I'm going to go down and play, play the Marines to Africa and then play the last one before the year in Mauritius just before Christmas so I'm going to play four before the this year, this year's finish. So I'm looking
0: forward to that. And have you been sort of in talks with your team and looking at the schedule? You know, you've got to sort of change your mindset, right? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to get into? What kind of what do I have to do traveling? All that sort of stuff. It's a bit. It's a bit of a, a step up. A bit. A bit of a bigger bigger uh, um world of traveling.
2: Yeah. No, I haven't really stopped on and looked at next year's. Are the 2020 the sort of calendar year schedule yet. um I'm just gonna leave that up probably to I get these four finished and talk about that over Christmas um but I mean I think this year it won't be too dissimilar to the challenge because there's so many events and playing three, four, five five weeks in a row um so it shouldn't be shouldn't be too much much more hassle
0: um you do play a lot of golf you know you you, you play you, you you enjoy playing good runs you know, four or five weeks in a row like that. Um, and many's another player wouldn't be able to do that, like, you know, three, three events and then take a wee break. Is that just the way you're built? Is there a reason why you do it like that? Is it because, you know, you you, you, you think your swing sort of gets betterly grooved as things go on?
2: Um, I think it's sort of at the start, I did a lot of three weeks on a week off and another three. Um, so that's sort of the way I did it and then coming towards the end there was a few like natural breaks in the season so I could play four in a row and I'd never did that before and then I came fourth in the fourth event so then I knew oh, I can play four weeks in a row without any, any issue and then I played five in a row before Majorca and again came fourth in the fifth fifth event Um, so I knew sort of I could play, I was very conscious before that if I played too much I might sort of burn out near the end but it was sort of the opposite I seemed to sort of play better the more weeks I played in a row I sort of got into a bit of a groove um, so I I guess sort of a bit of, bit of everything worked
0: Yeah because clearly you're still trying to find your feet, you're trying to find what works for you and what doesn't work for you so you know a year on the challenge tour, a year playing really full time pro golf what works for you Tom? What, what is it that you've found about it that you're settled with that you enjoy doing and then the opposite side of things what is it about it that you're not a big fan of
2: um i'd sort of i enjoy enjoy a lot of a lot of things i just enjoyed being being out there competing a lot of weeks in a row and playing different courses and, and different countries and stuff like that i mean that's pretty pretty cool um i don't really don't enjoy and i sort of I like it all. I wouldn't have had any criticisms really um or any sort of things I really just dis- disliked, but i sort of I enjoyed a lot of it, and obviously it's easy to say when you're playing well um but i I sort of have really really enjoyed the year
0: and is there anything about it that's opened your eyes or you you or did you go into it fully expecting it to be a certain way and it has been that way
2: um yeah, I think so. I nothing surprised me at all. I mean I've played played events last year and even as an amateur and things like that. So I've I've been very used to the whole event sort of situation and how everything's run and what people are like. So I mean nothing nothing stood out to me at all that I wasn't expecting or, or anything like that. Everything was, was fairly fairly normal. Mm.
0: And team McKibben now you obviously can't do this sort of thing without a lot of help and support so your mom and dad obviously have been very integral to your success up to this stage but who is team McKibben? let's let's give them all a shout out starting with your caddy who's chris obviously
2: yeah um obviously my mom and dad chris um manager mitchell um coach johnny uh johnny foster um strength and conditioning guy ryan um I've got a lot of people that helped me. So um, I do short game with Gareth Ruflowski. Um, do a bit of putting with Phil Kenyon and um, use Fergus Wallace for a, bit of, for a bit of mental stuff. But yeah, I've got a lot of people. And as you said, I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to um, do it all with quite them.
0: Right yeah. Um, what's the energy levels like, Tom, at this stage now? It's been a long year. Yeah. Um... You're you're going to play a few more events for the end of of, of this of of twenty two. What were our energy levels? Were you still energized by the whole playing golf and getting around the world?
2: Yeah, um, I feel feel great. Um, I mean, sort of, it's it's a nice problem to have. Been been a lot of places, that, especially a lot of places. Of the weathers weathers nice. So I mean, I I could I could go away every week of the year, and it wouldn't wouldn't. Um, Fees me with any energy or anything I sort of, I enjoy it and I'm, I'm pretty good, good at sort of maintaining it and things like that so I'll, I'll be just fine
0: And you're where you want to be in terms of, of, of your sort of your trajectory your Tom Tom McKibben on schedule for for reaching those goals that we've talked about
2: Yeah definitely um, I would have I would have loved to have been in this position at the start of the year so it's uh yeah it's, it's definitely definitely where i want to be right now and um hopefully we can kick on from from here
0: so are you going to spend christmas in mauritius or will you come back home to uh, wet and windy Northern ireland
2: <laughs> no, I'll, I'll come home and, and do all that here here at christmas um so yeah no, i've spent a few christmases away but um i'll definitely definitely come back home
0: for, for this one uh, and uh, I think last just before you uh, again puts the clubs away but I don't think you do you, you tend to hit balls often don't you? you like to be hitting balls?
2: Yeah I hit balls yeah I don't like to put the clubs away if I put them away for more than five days probably it would it would be nearly like starting all over again so I like to just even just half an hour every day if I'm going through just always do something even if it's like 10 shots just to keep it keep it ticking over Um, I'm not one that that likes to sort of take a few weeks off. I just, I
0: just couldn't do it at all. And in terms of events that are on the schedule and events you maybe would have looked forward to on the European tours, or anywhere, any any tournaments, any any courses anywhere in particular that you, you sort of, oh, I can't wait to get there, or I'd love to get a chance around such and such a place.
2: Um, a few people have asked me that. Um, I'm not. I'm actually not really too sure. I haven't looked at the schedule enough or or um, or seen where events are, but I'm sure there'll be a few. But I've played a lot of really, really nice courses and really good courses that I've never really had a, I don't really have a sort of, I want to play there really. So but sort of, I'm sure all the courses are very good. So I'd say I'd like to, like to play most of them.
0: Well, obviously, Irish Open, fingers crossed. BMW, PGM, maybe. Who knows? All those big ones. What about majors, Tom? Well, what about you know, getting yourself into a few of those? What's what's the what's the hopes or ambitions? You'd suppose you'd love to play in them all, but
2: yeah, I mean, I'd obviously love to love to play in them all. Um, just sort of depends where you're at. Obviously, you can qualify for the Open. Um, I'm sure I'd give that a go. Um. I think there's sometimes like a series for the U.S. Open, um, series of events and, on the on the tour that you can qualify for. But I mean, I, just if everything goes to plan, I'm sure I'll play a few few someday. But sort of just, just see where see where it, um where it leads. But obviously, yeah, I'd love to love to play a few.
0: When you made that decision to turn pro, I I it was probably like a lot of people who went, oh god, so that's, that's a big decision to make. But you never had any doubts that you were doing the right thing.
2: No, I mean, obviously it was a big risk, but I sort of knew knew what my game was like, and I'd played with a lot of pros and and things like that. So I sort of knew if I could just sort of transfer that to competitive, the high competitive level, it would be it, there would be sort of no issue. And sort of, uh, I think this year really really proved that.
0: Brilliant! Thanks very much. Have a good one. Thanks, enjoy the rest of this. Enjoy the rest of twenty two, and hopefully you'll catch up in person yep thanks paul cheers see ya bye bye right i think one of the things about talking to tom was just how calm and composed he all is about i was i sometimes forget he's just 19 it's just it's just like oh well this is this is where i expect to be you know almost paul don't ask me stupid questions i wasn't thinking about that (laughs) You know, he did for it, I'm sure he was thinking in his head stupid questions. I wasn't thinking about that. I'm just yeah. playing golf, and it's clear he's ju- he literally is just playing golf, and mm-hmm. it's where it takes him. Uh, worth noting also, just we're talking about DP World Tour here. Um, Tom's going to be joined this year via the Q School route. Gary Hurley and John Murphy both come through. Yeah earn their cards which is brilliant delighted for them but so that's brilliant, yeah. we've got three guys on there guaranteed cards, guaranteed starts unfortunately the likes of the lads who have been on there Paul Dunn, mm-hmm. Cormac Shervin, Johnny Colbell they've sort of dropped off they're going to be in the challenge and challenge tour next year so it feels like mm-hmm. a bit of a changing of the guard but it would have been yeah. awful to think had Tom been the only guy there so I think it's very important that those two other guys are with him
1: Absolutely, and the Q School route is a killer, as we know. Like absolute nails to anybody who gets through that has, oh my goodness, bucket loads of respect. Not obviously, you know, Tom obviously has it already, but you know what I mean. Like that is that is hardcore going through Q School, and I think maybe one route was slightly uh, slightly calmer than than the other, shall we say, with the fellas. So um, it's brilliant, and yeah, like you say, changing of the guard, but you know, the Challenge Tour is still a great place to play. And play your way back It's not the end or anything like that Obviously they'll be disappointed But I would say that all three of them Realistically would have Resigned themselves to that being A possibility obviously not having Given up but I think you know
0: Yeah it was a rough rough season for them all And maybe A a reset isn't the worst thing
1: No and it happens all the time Doesn't it on that tour when people go And they spend you know it's a bit a, A wee bit like as you know, the Premier League clubs that pop down to the Championship and then they come back the next year. And, you know, it's the wee way that it it works for some people, isn't it? So, yeah, like you say, a reset, maybe a change of scene and a bit less pressure just for a season can do people the world of good. So, fingers crossed for them on the challenge chair and huge congratulations to the other guys on the DP World Tour. Uh, Talking of the DP World Tour, uh, he may not have got that elusive fifth major in 2022, but Rory McIlroy is back as the preeminent male golfer on the planet. Is that fair to say? Uh, Rory's fourth-place finish at the DP World Tour Championship secured him his fourth Harry Borden trophy. And here's what he had to say. for us what it means to you to be yours number one for a fourth time. It means a lot. Um,
2: it's been seven years since I've last done it. Um, obviously, this is my fourth one, but uh, it's been a while. I've won three FedEx Cups since the, the last time I won... Uh, which was the race to Dubai back then. Um, but yeah, it does. It means a lot, I think. Uh, this this fourth one is definitely um, just I was a model of consistency the whole way through the year. Uh, a lot of top finishes. I think my worst finish uh, of the European Tour events I played this year was 12th at the start of the year in Abu Dhabi. So just a really consistent season. Kept putting in good performances. Uh would have been nice to get one win in there at the at the end of the year here. But um John, John obviously played an incredible uh tournament uh, and fully deserved it. But uh, you know, I'm really proud of my year and um excited for, for
0: 2023. So Rory obviously on top of the world, and that kinda got me thinking. So here we go. It Rory is. is number one in the world rankings. He's number yeah. one on both PGA and the DP World Tour yep. with Shane and Seamus mm-hmm. both flying high in the world rankings. I think Shane's, Shane and Anne, I think they're both in 20s, inside the 20s, I'm not sure, but, yeah. you know, they're yeah. high. Um, we've some new blood coming through on the European Tour with host of these experienced hands on the Challenge Tour. We have what? Darn and Parag flying on the senior circuits. And we yep. have Leona and Stephanie flying the fan the Ladies' Game Tour. Mm-hmm. Look at Leona's performance there in the CME. Unbelievable. Oh, and I haven't even started wow. talking about her, haven't even started talking about our top amateurs, the likes of Matt McLean there, who winning tournaments on the world stage. So the question I'm asking you uh, myself is <gasps> mm-hmm. Is this the best era to be a golf fan in Ireland? Ooh. And I say that against the most recent Golden era would be. So we say 28, 29 through to 2011 when Mahad Darn Darren, Torrig and Darren and Graham and Rory all winning those major championships. Tough yeah. question, but in terms mm. of breadth and depth, where are you?
1: Oh, well, bre- breadth and depth. I mean, the fact that it's taken you however many minutes to list everybody that's re- representing on like different levels is just, I mean, that's half your answer really there, isn't it? It's, every, you know, it's everywhere there everywhere. we are everywhere shall we say it's it's fantastic I mean it's almost it's almost harder to be a fan now because you've got your your love and your support is spread everywhere like all the Twitter accounts and everything else you've got to keep an eye on on a Sunday evening to find out where everybody's gonna be it's just like ah which is fantastic um obviously we would like a few more majors along the way collectively but that's being greedy sure I think it in general yeah it is it's it is it's the it's the breath and the depth that's exactly what it is because I think before we almost couldn't quite believe it could be that that wee stage started by Podrick when you know he was winning the Opens and PGA it's like hmm have a look at this here and then and then Graham and then Rory and then Darren it was like what the <laughs> like seriously what is going on it was brilliant and then yeah it did maybe curb off a wee bit I mean, we'll not talk about, we'll not talk about where GMAC is now, but, you know, and, the, well, there was Ryder Cup glory from all various, you know, them along the way as well, and hopefully we'll see some more of that coming through through as well, and, you know, we've had Luna and the Solheim now, so that, it feels like, yeah, everybody's everybody's everywhere, and it is really exciting, really exciting, it's and it's just... almost like, it's almost like the build-up to what could they all achieve, like, Rory and Shane have already, yeah. you absolute top in, in there but it's like it's like it's not over it's not happened it's just getting there so yeah absolutely I think it is it's it is I'm gonna say best yeah it's the best year
0: yeah because it feels like there's it's not it's not the end if you know where you get ears that tip over the edge yes and you think right well they've reached their peak they're on the slip so you know, Rory's still very much at the top. Shane and Darren, are still Shane and and and, she, and Seamus are very much on the ed, up on the up. They're not on the down. You know, got these young fellas on the European tour of Tom coming through. The girls, incredible level that they have reached, and people below them as yeah. well. It's just how you weigh that general breadth of success uh, and talent against major major successes. Do you need major successes for it to be golden? You know, Rory himself, I always say this 100 years ago, one of Rory's quotes he's probably changed since was, you know, if I'm not winning a major year, it hasn't been a a brilliant year or a great year. He's probably changed Mm -hmm. his tune somewhat as he's got older and realises how difficult they are to win. But Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, without a major, does it take anything off it? Or are we really nitpicking? I think you'd say nitpicking.
1: I think we. I think. I think nitpicking. But like I said, I don't. I think it's because it feels like there's another one at least going to come. It's not, you know, that we'll seal this as being, however, like another decade of greatness that maybe we're only at the beginning of because that was what 2008 and up until when did Clarke win his 2014? No, I that,
0: Rory's last ones were by 2014,
1: 2012, 2014. And so you know that's that's six six years or so seven seven or eight years and it feels like we're sort of on the beginning of that wave now so i think that we could well have a major or two within there to to seal that little deal shall we say which would be the icing on the cake but i think as you say i think in general you know we had the tiger era for so long where it made (laughs) if you were a tiger then winning majors was it and if he didn't win however many in a season then he was pretty paid off and then the expectation I think when Rory was younger was well everyone kept saying he's the next tire anyway so try and deal with that on your shoulders but it was the, that little bit where it was suddenly coming quite easy for him as though there wasn't massive difference between a major and any other tournament for him so yes you're probably right he's probably mature we know his games changed his mental side is all very different because you know that's that's what happens isn't it as you get older anyway um, but he's back playing, as he said himself, he's like never been a more complete golfer. So, you know, good luck everyone out there because he's he's uh he's pretty pretty dominant and he's not going anywhere. And then the rest of them are keeping up, you yeah. know, their amazing level as well. So yeah.
0: Because if you if you think about it like last week there obviously whenever people are listening to this, but last mm-hmm. week we had the CME with Leona Trainer Damlis to win that. Um um, I had uh, Seamus was in the run at the PGA tour. Um, I had Rory over at the do so. Literally, you were on, on the computer watching golf, or on your TV mm-hmm. watching golf all bloody day. And there was somebody who, and you had an interest in it all yeah. day. Yeah, it's just it's unheard of, really, when you think about it. Uh, uh, so, as I said, I've said in the past, you know, going back and looking back at those glory years of the of the majors. And people need to realise it was a bit of a, a fluke and a bit of a an unheard of thing. You know, we're now at, at the stage where we could have, as you say, seven or eight years of more wins, victories, top of the worlds, leading lights, leading attenders, Olympics, Solheims, you know,
1: Ryder really Cups.
0: Yeah, you know, there's nothing to say we couldn't have three guys playing on the Ryder Cup this year. Next next year. Genuine yes. chance of that happening, so it just seems a great time to be a a golf fan, and obviously alongside that, that would mean it's a great time to be a NI golf
1: channel podcast fan. Yes, <laughs> you know, are inextricably linked. I would
0: say <laughs> of those people, of those people,
1: been knocking me, around for seven or eight years. <laughs> <laughs> of those
0: people that we're talking about. Okay, or if you're thinking about next year, who would you be most excited about?
1: a really good question. I mean, there's always that there's always the thing with Rory, isn't there? That when he gets to the peak in, in the end of a, you know, Dubai, then there's the little gap where he doesn't play. And it was like, which Rory's coming back? Which Rory's coming back? And at the moment, it feels like it's very much going to be confident, strutting down the fairways, Rory, but equally still always a bit nervous it's it's always a wee bit like Andy Murray in tennis used to be isn't it it's like and you get so invested and you're always invested and it's just ah, but that feels like he's properly turned the corner so hopefully hopefully the greatness will stay there but I uh, do you know what Tom I just I'm really looking forward to seeing him week in week out get his you know get himself settled in and just seeing what what he can do because he's such a nice guy and he's so talented and you know obviously yes very much this is you know this is my bag this is where I'm meant to be but it wasn't necessarily you know this wasn't plan a let's not forget he, he'd still be at college in America if, if actual plan a had, had come into effect so the the fact that he's taken this route and it's working and it's he's doing so well I'm, you know the quiet confidence that's obviously been building up on the challenge chair I'm really looking forward to seeing and wishing him all the luck as well how he can he can do on DP World Tour and I hope that's
0: not a Grinch like the like yeah. the the myself uh, death touch so apologies <laughs> there to anybody who is going to gonna have going to have a, a brilliant season apologies already anyway finally as you can imagine in deepest darkest November there is little in the way of Amber Golf to highlight however I want to flag up a success for Clanny Boys, Rodney Orr who has only gone and won the inaugural Region of Mercy and Masters Golf Tournament. With two scoring rounds of 40 and 39 points. Must need a handicap check that man. It was qualified, <laughs> yeah, uh, qualified on there was qualifiers, from there,
1: definitely.
0: There was qualifiers from 10 NA golf clubs converged on Costa Calida, I think that's how you say it. Recently mm. to compete in the grand final, which was played uh, over three of the finest courses in Mercia. So in Southeast Spain. So well done to everyone. Look at that there. I was just thinking a wee bit of sun in November, but then mm. maybe. You had some wee bit of sun recently as well, Emma?
1: We did have a wee bit, only a wee bit. So the Clancy Boy also, Clancy Boy tie-in, Rebecca Garner was out uh, in Portugal playing in the finals of the Justin Rose Telegraph Junior Championship, which was back at Quinta, which was very nice. It was at Walton Heath last year in the dark and gloom and literal fog delays we had. And it was very, very good, that Mm -hmm. course, but there's nothing quite like it being 22 degrees and... And a wee bit sunny. When are, was, when, are we see, when are we going to
0: see this on the telly?
1: Uh, it's on the telly. Um, at the minute, I think it, it was first on the 22nd at, uh-huh. in the evening. It's on YouTube and it's on Sky Sports Golf pretty much now, all the time, here and there, from now till Christmas and probably beyond. So check it out because Rebecca is playing in it. And honestly, the standard of those juniors is unbelievable. It really is. One of the girls... Seven under her first round was round the South Course at Kintyre. All the members kept walking past and doing double takes on the on the leaderboard. Going, is that is that a seven? <laughs> and we're like,
0: yeah,
1: yes. Yeah. <laughs> sadly, she couldn't follow it up the next day. But then she she was like two under, I think maybe on the, the last day or. Even on that, so she she had a comeback, but honestly, it's it's well worth well worth a watch. I think the juniors when they're at a high level, it's sort of that medium ground watching where you can almost identify a little bit more with how they're doing things compared to watching the pros, but then you'll see them do something else, and are like, okay, no, you you are like 16 yeah, yeah. and you just did that an absolute mile. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: occasionally they'll have a brain part, you know, whether they do something that you realise at 15 or 16. Yes. Yes.
1: No, but and
0: exactly. yes, for, for the rest of the time they're playing like, you know, 20, 22 year olds. and you're thinking, hang on a yes. second, he's still only yes. 15 or she's still only 15. Yeah, well, listen, if you haven't seen it, you catch our Emma on the telly. Definitely. Well, See, they're doing all the interviews. Very good. You know, it's very, very good um and that's us that's us for 2022 Emma. um thanks to all our guests thanks to all our guests and obviously thanks very much to yourself for coming on and helping us talk about golf it's been a bit of a strange year overall i think it's been Mm -hmm. an awful lot going on off the course but thankfully as we've talked about tonight i think there's so much going on on the course Mm -hmm. that really that's that's where the success and focus has been certainly over the last three or four months that Yep. Talk of other rivals and money and getting this and court cases and all that nonsense seems to have drifted out of the, out of the focus as we focus on what we were always wanted to do was golf. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: exactly. And mm-hmm. Christmas is coming. Yeah. And once again, please, as we have said numerous times, vouchers, vouchers, vouchers. Don't you buy the tat. Do Don't, Don't buy the Christmas tats. tat that Emma buys for her family. <laughs> Don't buy that Christmas tat, and um, we will be back next year because there's lots more golf to talk about. Emma, okay. see you later. Thank you very much. Bye.
1: thank you for having me. All right, don't touch me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sea woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that. <laughs> sea woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass
1: you <laughs>